feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled TIFF 23 review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, we are back. It's day four of the 48th annual Toronto International Film Festival. Can we start that again? No, we're going. Okay. We're going. Okay, okay. We're, we're so you, can, you can already tell uh, <laughs> that Matt is stretching. I am literally becoming a, a mush mouth man. And... Uh, it's day four of the Toronto International Film Festival, the 40th. No annual. retakes, baby. No There's retakes. No retakes. On this There's no, <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> uh, you you could tell that we are slowly losing our minds, but that's to be expected uh, during TIFF. Um, you know, we were talking just uh, a second ago when we were recording this about the zone of interest. Uh, we've had a pretty uh, eventful morning. Matt just saw the holdovers. I saw a dream scenario and memory. We'll be covering those. Uh, later in the festival, Matt, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm stretching. Um, yeah, we're both getting over uh, a slight, <laughs> as Eric coughs, a slight tiff cold or something like that. Uh, not COVID. We tested everyone. We made sure because if we had COVID, we would not be going to the festival. Um, so getting over a cold. I'm feeling better today than I did yesterday. And uh, But yesterday, I still managed to kind of power through. Um, but I'm doing all right, man. Today we are going to review Lee, starring Kate Winslet and, yes, Andy Samberg. <laughs> our, one of our greatest thespians. <laughs> How are Andy you? Andy Samberg. You know, I, I'm a little bit out of it, and it's not because of necessarily Tiff. It's just because of the cold. I think that that's just draining. And when you're you know, trying to watch yeah. a couple of movies... and It's and made it harder. Like It you, has, because yeah. I'm trying to basically... Um, restrain myself from coughing as much yeah. as I can through the screening. So I feel a little bit, um, you gotta let it loose. You know, I know I everyone know. else coughs in our face. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. That's but probably when you're, how when you're in a theater though. And like, I've, I've been wearing my mask as well. Not because again, it's not COVID. I just felt like it would be respectful sure. to other people not to s spread saliva. Um, but other than that, I would say it's pretty good. Like we, I think we've been pacing ourselves um, more than we have in the past. I like this style though. You see two to three a day instead yeah. of three to four, sometimes five. I don't have a single five movie day this year. No, uh, neither do I. Great, and and I just kind of feel like that's I, like the perfect rhythm. Power to everyone who does. But for us who are from Toronto, we can spread it out over the 10 days, right? Like for the yeah. people who are only here until like, it's usually like tomorrow or Wednesday or something like that. We're recording this on a Sunday. Um, <laughs> as Eric comes oh, here, let it that. out, baby. Um, people cram in so many movies because they leave halfway through where we can kind of extend this over to Sundays. So, yeah, we've been um, spreading them out, uh, doing two, maybe three in a day. But I think I've pretty much only been at two a day, which is kind of nice. Kind of nice. Yeah, it, it feels like it gives you a little bit of time to actually think about what you've just watched and, and to actually kind of come up with some thoughts about them and not just simply, you know, sit down and record and kind of like scramble through either scribbled notes or um, my mush know, brain. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and try to come up with something on the spot, you know, like, again, I, no shade or anything to anybody that's seeing four to five movies, but no, we used to do it, it, too, it does right? feel though that you don't retain as much when you're, when you're on movie number four, and number five. And, and that can sometimes, but be I think when you're bit. not reviewing stuff, that's fine. Cause who yeah. cares? You're just watching it for your, but if you're reviewing stuff, if you're writing reviews, if you're, if you're doing and, interviews on and, top of that, and if you can watch four to five and still do that, 
God bless yeah. you because <laughs> I I'm just uh, I'm a I'm a weak I'm a weak man at this point. No, I think I, I think you kind of just know like what works for you. Yeah, you know, and and, um, and Lee is a movie that I think both of us kind of felt didn't necessarily work. I know I think you were. I, think a little, I liked it a little bit a little more, more than, than, you, than but me. I'm kind of. We were saying this after when we were leaving. I'm a little indifferent. Yes. Uh, it didn't neutral. Yeah, it didn't bother me. It didn't like do anything really like right. it it wasn't like oh shit this is pretty good um or there were a few moments where i i thought like oh this this person's better than i thought or Kate winslet's good or whatever um but there was never once where i was like oh this is egregiously bad except for one scene which we'll get into. yes and one performance in yeah. particular um yeah i i really do like uh ellen kress um she's a cinematographer she's worked with spike lee a ton of times oh, wow. okay, and cool. um shot eternal sunshine of the spotless mind so you know she has an amazing resume and 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 all the experience and and you know like you're always excited to see when you know a cinematographer especially who's done the job for so long will make that transition to directing except that they're wally fister yeah oh ooh, god you just you're, you're sending back you got that memory just flashed back <laughs> to me right now. Uh, what a terrible film! Um, so with with this, you're, you're kind of like, okay, well, it's it's going to it's at least probably going to look good. Maybe the compositions will be interesting, yeah. and it won't be your typical, you know, World War II biopic. And and this is a, a passion project of Kate Winslet's, and and it's basically about uh, World War II correspondent and photographer Lee Miller. Um, she's an American working in Europe and you kind of see her story told in this kind of framing device that thinks it's more clever than it yeah. actually is with uh, an older Winslet uh, playing Lee Miller in the late 1970s being interviewed by uh, Josh Charles. Um, and that interview kind of begins sort of her journey as a photographer, you know, before uh, the war, um, kind of going to uh, various sex parties and having yeah. a good time and living it up. And she even says she's good at three things, uh, sex, drinking, and photography. And she liked to do them all same. And all at the same time. And, you know, um, and so you see kind of this lifestyle that's very uh, bourgeois, but also, um, you know, some people might say hedonistic, but you have to kind of consider as well um, – this was coming out of the the depression too, so I could I could see a lot of oh, people, yeah, no. you know, in, in the 1930s, like kind of just trying to indulge as much as possible when they could. Um, but with World War II looming, uh, you have Lee basically finding her vocation and her interest in in photography developing into specifically. Uh, war photography because she started out as specifically yeah specifically uh, because <laughs> she started as a, a, a model and, yeah. and kind of continued on that path but went behind the camera and now you know she's working with uh, Vogue, Vogue in, yeah. um, in England and her head editor is played by Andrea Riceborough who just was recently nominated for an Oscar uh, so it's kind of that dynamic there kind of plays out a little bit and then it's sort of her working with the British for a while, but you look at how the British have very traditional rules that women can't enlist in the war and can't partake in it in the way that Lee wants to, but because she's American, she kind of finds a way to get into yeah. it. And then that's where she also meets uh, Mr. Andy Sandberg's uh, Davy. Um, 
and was a life magazine photographer. Yeah, and she again. This there's a there's a it's they not a voiceover. Friends. Yeah, it's not a not a voiceover throughout, but there is that kind of like prompting of because of the narrative device of her doing this interview, right? Yeah, Which, going in and out of the. the my the first 70s. clue that something up up was there was when she kept telling stories with about her, you know, either having sex or having her. Her, her boobies out and like i was like and i was like why is she telling this guy this and then even by the end of it i was like yeah oh that's even more that's interesting strange uh, yeah but i guess um, I, I guess you could look at it like the, the way like she's it's, very uh, well it's 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 it's, it's too, well no no yeah you definitely but it's also just uh, somebody looking i don't want to spoil this no i know but it's I just know. somebody looking at somebody else's human yes, being and through photographs and yeah. stuff like that yeah too, like right? and some of the photographs we forget that. that even historical i'm kind of making a joke but we, the framing yeah the framing device without spoiling anything is a little goofy by oh, the end it's an m night Shyamalan um, yeah and it's unnecessarily that, so but that's where that's where like you you see um one of the writers is is uh liz hannah who who also wrote uh, spielberg's the post that's where you can I, you can see that smarminess of the writer being like Oh, I've got a way to make this kind of cliched yeah. uh, narrative trope work. The, a way to kind of flip the script a little bit on it, yeah. and it just reeks of that. Look how clever we are! Yeah, we did yeah. something last minute that you didn't see coming. <laughs> I know. So um, and that kind of left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But on top of that, I just think this is the most conventional yeah. and sometimes overwrought gala. Biopic festival you, movie, festival yeah. movie that you could get. Like this is just like standard issue fare. Um, you know, it's it's the trials and tribulations. There, there's some moments and 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 sort of role reversals that I think are kind of interesting. Like um, in this, Alexander Skarsgård is given the nothing role of the supportive yeah, spouse, and I usually, think that that's kind of interesting. Usually, um, he's either a, a shitbag or yeah, but but the idea just of like, like you know, it's always the wife that's sure. the underwritten role that stays at home. Yeah, totally. And you know, the man goes whether off that was more. intentional or not. But. Yeah, and then like there's also kind of a, a a joke there where like I felt like I was watching Titanic for a second. Yeah, uh, with him learning sort of developing camouflage for the army. Um, Andy Samberg is good. I mean, he's yeah. not like. It's not Oscar worthy or anything like that, but if you saw Palm Springs, there were shades of, of uh, good dramatic, dramatic yeah. chops there, and and so with this, it's kind of a little bit more of that, and he's kind of low key. I, and, and I think he's actually pretty good. Like I, I think there's a couple times where he has that Mark Wahlberg. Sure, kind of like he's doing an accent, yeah. and, uh, and it does get into speaking. the see how do you mother for me, all right? Yeah. Um, but. It, I actually was surprised because I wasn't distracted by him, which I thought I would be, right? Yeah. Like, I, I immediately when he comes on screen, you laugh. And then and then you take him seriously. And well, there's then another time you also, he also comes back on screen. Yes. Like, it's me, I'm it's, back. There's a couple times where you, it's still jarring that it's Andy Samberg. And I like Andy Samberg a lot. Um, and I love Palm Springs. I like him in comedic roles in Hot Rod. I love, you know... Even Chippendale last year, I was a big champion for. Um, very likable on-screen presence. And yeah, I, I think... I don't think he's as distracting as Seth Rogen is in Dumb Money or no, something I'll, like that. No, I'll give you that. And I like, mean, I, again, and and, I'm always up for somebody trying to expand their 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 what's expected of them, you know? And, and I feel like good. he gives a better dramatic performance in this movie than Marion Cotillard. Shots fired. <laughs> and you know what? I agree with you. She's and I love Marion Cotillard yeah. so much, and she is such a great actor. There's, she's fine at the beginning, but there's a scene later in the movie yes. that is 
really like the whole movie I, I could tell you weren't into it but i was very i thought it was fine like i agree with you with everything you said about overwrought kind of festival gala movie that winslet might get an oscar nomination for and and you know people <laughs> will talk about like it's great when it's really just it's fine and, and and i we sound like assholes when we say it like that but like uh, it is what it is right i think the movie is fine i just really didn't feel one way or another however the marion cotillard scene later in the movie in the almost the last act it is very bad right <laughs> it's very bad yeah um, well it's it's bad in how it's written yes and it's bad in how she performs it yeah and it's also bad in how it re reintroduces her character yeah because this is another thing where again it's thinking it's clever than it is and it did get a reaction from the audience when they gasp but th this is the other thing as well when it comes to you know we were talking about the zone of interest and we were talking about like how you portray these things and you know a sensitivity towards it all but there is something about seeing a movie star like marion cotillard and when kate wins it's like oh you look like you're just skin and bones and it's yeah. like literally she just looks like she like it was put on like just like, like some some makeup in order to make cheeks sunken in yeah and it's yeah. nothing and it's like and then you watch something truly like horrific about you know the occupation and the repression of you know the people i think there's a scene before that that's a little bit more effective about, you know with a young um yeah. french uh, girl who is or a woman who is taken advantage of by uh one of the nazi soldiers that that is a little bit stronger in that area another guy who actually was uh, it an american soldier was it an American? Well, there's, I there's, thought, there's oh, a scene I'm not thinking of a different where she's scene speaking later. French to some of the prisoners oh, okay, that so they have. I'm and, thinking and, of that other scene later. And they're asking to see if there was anybody that like were spies for yes, the German. Yes, or, like, yes, them, yes. Yeah. That scene is good. Yeah. I was thinking about it. And I think scene. that actually gets across sort of that aspect a little bit better about like how, and, and I think that actor who really only has a few lines of dialogue really sells that scene yeah. in a very powerful Especially Wait. when that is brought back later. Yeah, so. yeah, and that's the one moment where it kind of felt like, okay, like this movie is is like it it, it has something there, and you feel something um, in, in in that moment. Lem Dobbs is another. Um, he's not a screenwriter, but he's credited for story. And Lem Dobbs also wrote um, the Limey uh, and has worked with Soderbergh a lot. So okay. it, it might be actually him that maybe came up with the um, uh, the plot twist because he's known as a kind of yeah, twisty, twisty turning kind of. narrative filmmaker yeah um and writer uh yeah i i to be honest like i would i would almost be on your side if it wasn't for the film thinking it was so self-important and yeah. it and it should be an important movie and it's not to discredit what lee miller did because a part of the point of this movie is to give her credit yeah for the work that didn't get credit when it, it was being made and yeah. not to you know just simply move on with life and forget about the past because these things need to be remembered you know the photos she took yeah but the way that it's portrayed from the perspective of directing and the cinematography and the editing especially in the third act it just comes off a little bit hollow and kind of even a lot of the 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 european sets kind of feel like they were just like backdrops on a studio set oh, it's very it. slick and hollywood as even and, though and that's like another a, thing that i fi feel like yeah. that's kind of like with the war movie it's not it's it doesn't want to be that it wants to be something more but it it's weirdly actually more melodramatic than i think they yeah. were maybe even intending it to be because there's the real again the relationship between scars guard and, and wins almost has like this um 
you know, Cary Grant there kind is, of thing. There are a couple of scenes where I did kind of uh, start laughing. Yeah. Because of the, how the music kicks in and the sensual nature of uh, of the things where I'm like, ooh, this is not... Yeah, I'm not against like, people yeah. fucking and all that. No, like, neither I think that's am I. Great. But, but, but what I'm, I'm talking more about is like, you know, like you have like that kind of like that stilted dialogue. Yes, that's that what I mean. It's trying to reflect almost like 1940s yes, cinema. But and that's fine, but that's not what the movie's ultimately trying to It's not the vibe it's of trying it. To be, it's, yeah. it, you know, we say that our podcast is raw and real. It's trying <laughs> to be raw and real and, and, and show you, you know, the, what it was like on, on the the ground. And, and so when you're watching something like this, you're expecting it to be a little bit more sincere about how it handles a lot of this stuff and, yeah. and it just kind of feels like a melodrama um to kind of cater to the widest audience possible and and it loses any actual it will work voice. for those people though, I think. sure yeah. no it, it will and, and kate winslet is a movie star and i think and, she's and good she's good but she sometimes chews up the scenery yeah. too. like i do feel like they you know they're getting the point across that she's somebody that will break the glass ceiling that she is somebody that is not going to take no for an answer and that she's talented and she's just as good as any man and she is and lee miller was and we see that at the end as well but it just kind of feels like okay we, it, it's it's more so the writing and sometimes the inflection of like some of the line delivery as well and yeah. like there's 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 a bit where she you know is talking to sandberg about uh writing and and he's like you know focus on the truth first and uh you know make it good afterwards or like when she's like oh i hate a blank page spoken like a true writer yeah, or then when yeah. he reads her work it's like you're really starting to get the hang of this and it feels like a um you know his girl friday kind of thing where like it just like has like this pitter patter that doesn't fit yeah what's going on in the background no i agree um I, or i don't disagree but, but me, i also know like, where you're coming from where like it's not necessarily a bad film it's just no i i think it's okay i'm i'm gonna give it a three out of five which is maybe being generous but i do think it like it's a you know typical festival you know, awards baity kind of movie that like is totally okay. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's fine. I think it'll be effective for most people. I thought Sandberg was surprisingly decent. I thought Winslet was good. Uh, will I ever think about it again? I mean, I guess during award season, I probably will because I, I do think that, uh, it, it does feel like one of those movies that if could it gets picked up though, which like, I think it will. But do you think it'll get released on time as well? I mean, this year seems to be pretty it. busy right now. Like, I don't know. I, I I think it will, and I think it she will be pushed. I think it'll. Oh, be she'll get put. No, she'll get yeah. pushed whenever the movie. I'm, I'm yeah. talking. Do you think she actually gets in? No, I don't know. It's too early to say, but I do think that she'll get pushed for it. So I still, I do think. Yeah, because I agree we'll with that, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, but I think it's okay. I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Like, uh, it's another one of those movies. This always sounds sort of like an insult, like I'm being facetious or an asshole. But like, my mom would enjoy this movie. My dad would enjoy this movie. Yeah, like no, it's 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 movie. it's for a generation that maybe grew up with that stuff. But but again, I love uh, like, you know. 1940s melodramas and and World War II movies and 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 films of but it just kind of clashes with the actual the the tone of 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 what it's going for like the realism with kind of the melodrama doesn't work all the time and so that's why I'm giving it a two out of five because I just felt that the film overall is it's just a little bit off in terms of what it was trying to be and it just doesn't really have any voice outside of being again a traditional yeah, middle of the road biopic that by the time next Tiff hits, we'll be on to the next <laughs> one that's like this. As Matt is coughing. Come on, man, I'm the copper. No. Oh. 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Eric and I need to take a break, maybe get a water or something like that. Uh, please go check out our other reviews. We just did a wonderful uh, review of the Zone of Interest, which um, you know covers the same time period and, ma- and many of the same things, but in a much different way, a uh, spectacular way. Uh, so go uh, check out that review, as well as other films like uh, The Boy and the Heron, uh, Perfect Days, uh, Dick's the Musical, Anatomy Swan of the Fall, Swan Song, many more. Uh, you're already in the right spot, which is Untitled Movie Reviews. You can head over to Letterboxd, which is Untitled underscore Movies, to find everything. Uh, and you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And you can follow me on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. We are leaving. Say hi to your mother for me, all right? <laughs>